This is Journal Talk, episode 13, with my special guest, Ruth Follett. There's hundreds of studies that started with Dr. Jamie Pennebaker. I'm sure you're aware of those studies. Mm-hmm. I noticed that he's on your council. Yes, Jamie Pennebaker's right. on our IAJW council, and he also did a telechat with us. He's definitely got the perspective of the academician and the scientist. The Pennebaker paradigm is that when you write about emotionally meaningful material, all kinds of wonderful things happen. He's shown how your health improves, whether you're healthy or ill. His initial studies showed that people go to the doctor less frequently. Just healthy students went to the doctor less frequently when they wrote just four times for 20 minutes each about something that was traumatic. Um, she showed that it boosts the immune system, that in some cases it even improves symptoms of diseases. But, you know, funny, when I read these studies that came out in the late 90s, I wasn't mm-hmm. surprised. I think right, the reason I keep a journal is because it feels good. Right, <laughs> Simply, yeah. It's calming, it's soothing. Even if I write for five minutes, I feel more relaxed and more centered and focused and less distracted and more optimistic. You are listening to Journal Talk, a bi-weekly podcast about all things journaling. This podcast is part of Write for Life, a web resource for living with clarity, passion, and purpose through journaling. Visit our website at www.write4life.us. And now, here's the host of Journal Talk and the founder of Write for Life, journaling coach Nathan Oren. Hello and welcome to another episode of Journal Talk. This week, I've invited Ruth Follett to come and share about her newly updated release of Life Journal Online, which has to be the most robust electronic journaling tools ever designed. I encourage you to go out to www.lifejournal.com and claim your free account. Now, there's no trial period. There's no fees. You're not going to need a credit card. You just follow the prompts to register and you'll be able to test drive it as long as you want. It's an online journaling tool and it's fantastic. We're going to go through a lot of the features right here in this episode. Ruth Follett shared some great insights and a few personal stories behind the scenes of creating this journaling system. But she's not just a software designer. She happens to be the founder and director of the International Association of Journal Writers. Did you know there was such a thing? (laughs) It's based in Sarasota, Florida, and has members from all over the world. Ruth's done a fantastic job bringing together an entire council of journaling experts, and the IAJW has become a powerhouse of resources for tips, techniques, teleseminars on journaling, and more. You'll definitely want to check that out at www.iajw.org. I have four segments of conversation to share with you today, and these go very quickly. In these first two segments, we'll get into some details about LifeJournal Online and all the main features that make it so easy to use, and at the same time, challenge and inspire you to write quality journal entries. So whether you enjoy typing or handwriting your journal, or maybe a little of both, please listen in to the ways that LifeJournal Online brings together so many benefits in one place. Here's Ruth Follett 
Please enjoy. Welcome to Journal Talk, Ruth. Thank you, Nathan. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Great. There's so much to talk about. I'm very curious to know more about the International Association of Journal Writers and how that got started and why and when and who. And I've you know, looked at the website. I became a member, Ruth, so, so I'm in the club. Excellent. <laughs> so I'd love to hear about all this great stuff, but also I'm really interested in Life Journal and how that got started too. So hopefully we have time for all of it, but could we start maybe with the software stuff? I know that's a big hip topic, and I just have so many questions about it, and, and I want to learn more about you. Okay, great. I'm ready. Super. All right. I've gone online and started an account. I love that you get to go in and try it out for free, and it's not timed. You don't get it free for 30 days. You get it free for so many entries. How does it yes. work? Yes, you, get, you have a trial for 15 entries. And the reason we do that, and most of our policies are very journal writer-centric. I am a journal writer for more than 40 years, and wow. although certainly this is a business, I am such a fan of journaling that, you know, I always think of what would a journaler want because that really is my perspective. And so the 15 entries rather than 30 days gives you a chance to come back. Some people write every day, in which case after two weeks you'll have a pretty good idea of how it runs. And to tell you the truth, you're never locked out. You just can't write another entry. So you're always able to get back to the 15 entries that you've mm, had okay. because we never want you to not to be able to read what it is you've written. Sure, sure. <laughs> so that's, uh, and we, ha you know, we have LifeJournal for Windows as well as LifeJournal Online and both have the same policy. So. Yeah, yeah, and I'm a Mac guy, so when I went on and, and got in, I was really pleased to see that it had a nice interface for the Mac. Can we talk a few minutes about the basics? When I think of a journal online, I've done the ones where email comes to you and you can reply to the email and then it goes into the ether somewhere. And this is totally different. This is, this is like a full database with all kinds of tools and we can get into some of the bells and whistles, but give us a little tour of what to expect when we log in and start our journal. LifeJournal has two parts to it which make it really fabulous. It has a structure and it's flexible so that the structure sort of gives you a gentle roadmap about how to move through your journaling for the day. Yet, the flexibility in no way ties you in or presupposes who you are or how you want to journal. So mm. I think it's the best of both worlds. It has structure, but it's so flexible that it allows the journal to be truly your journal. So we have, for example, different notebooks. Some people had journals for dreams. Some people had journals for work. Some people had journals mm -hmm. for family. Mm -hmm. And so what we have created is something called notebooks, which allows you to organize your journal writing in a particular way if you choose to. So it comes with daily and dream and life history notebooks. And it's ah. a way to organize and keep your journal in a way that makes sense without hemming you in in any way. And so on one side of the toolbar are all of these three notebooks, and you can add others by going through the preferences section. And then the right side of the toolbar is filled with tools for exploring your journal or search to find what you've written and maneuver through there. Open them up, print, delete, whatever you want to do with that journal entry. 
again, I'm a journal writer, and I know the difference, you know, sometimes you want to sit at a keyboard, and sometimes you want to be in a cozy chair with a notebook in front of you. Different experiences. In the journal entry itself on the toolbar, there's a little pencil that is grayed out that means that it's typed. Uh, that same pencil toggles into a yellow pencil, and that means that it's handwritten. And so we have set up a, a mechanism so that if you've handwritten something, you can write in your entry that it is um, you know, on page 42 in my green notebook, and here's the title, and here's the date. Or you might want to write a sentence or two that said, like a summary. Oh, a summary, exactly. And that yeah. allows you to at least to catalog it. So you can assign topics to journal entries so that when you go back, you can search for particular entries based upon what the topic is. So that really gives you a sense of richness about who you are and perhaps progress you've had over an issue in time. You know, let's say I've written about my father as a kid. I've written about my father in dreams. I've written about my father in present day. I've written mm. about my father, you know, uh, after he died and remembrances. And if I do a search just for dad, all of that stuff comes up and it gives me a really full rich picture of who mm -hmm. this guy is and my relationship with him. The handwritten journal, you know, you just have a shelf filled with 20 mm -hmm. journals and if you're looking for something, forget about it. <laughs> you're listening to Journal Talk with your host, Nathan Oren. Journal Talk is a bi-weekly podcast bringing you resources, information, and inspiration about all things journaling. And now, back to Journal Talk. Welcome back. Well, what do you think of Life Journal Online so far? I mean, Ruth covered the basics, and there's still a lot to share about it. The list of features seems endless, and I, I really do hope you go out and start an account, even if you just go to play with it and enjoy all the free prompts and ideas. In this next segment, Ruth is going to share some of the more fancy features. But, you know, don't worry, this isn't an infomercial. Later in the episode, Ruth also shares about how this whole Life Journal Online thing came into existence. And we both discuss what we think might be the reason that so many people never start a journal. Here's the next clip of my interview with Ruth Follett. <laughs> One of the things that I know is really critical for journal writers is prompts, questions that are in different categories, so that if you feel stuck on a particular thing with work, you can have questions related to work, or you could just have a random question pop up. And oftentimes, the topic of the question isn't really that critical, it's kind of odd and counterintuitive, but I find that if I'm sort of, I don't know what to write about, I pick up a prompt, click insert, and it opens up a journal entry. Or if you already have one open, it just inserts it where your cursor is, and you start responding to the prompt. And even if, you know, what's really bugging me is something that my kid said to me, and the question is related to, I don't know, something related to my health, you know, eventually the, when I'm writing, I get back to the issue at hand. Mm -hmm. So I kind of think as prompts, and we also have quotes, as kind of the entrance ramp onto the highway of writing. I love the quotes idea. That's a great thing to put in there. 
when I first started journaling, I had got a little calendar of quotes and would just respond whether I agree or disagree. I would dissect the meaning of it. And yeah, you're right. It somehow will elicit what's kind of festering beneath sea level, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And yeah. so we have about 2,000 quotes constantly growing. Oh, wow. I can always tap into the wealth of this database. Exactly. And it's growing. Great. And the nice thing is you can add your own prompts because, you know, people do have their favorite quotes. And so you can add as many quotes as you want. It's just, yeah. you know, this is, this is just the beginning. It's very exciting to, to think how this will, you know, get bigger with time also. And then I see in the little corner over here this cute little owl with, the, uh, <laughs> with, with wisdom. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what is this one? Sometimes it feels like you're just stuck in a rut. You're thinking and saying the same stuff, and it's mm -hmm. annoying. You want to sort of broaden your experience. Well, at the moment we have about, I think it's 10 different journal experts who have kindly offered their wisdom in an audio format so we can hear about a minute of their encouragement or support or suggestion of how to move in a way that you hadn't perhaps thought of before. And it's like mm -hmm. having a journaling coach on your shoulder. It's great. I love it. I love it. <laughs> There's also something called journal techniques. And there are techniques that people have used over the years, everything from dialogue to listing to um, alternate viewpoints. And each mm -hmm. one of those techniques helps people sort of shift their style of journaling and it's it's really helpful to do because you just get out of that rut mm-hmm mm -hmm. that's nice and then you can do timed exercises and tell us about the uh, pulse the daily pulse is something that no other journal software that I know of has and that is a little more analytic. What it allows you to do is track up to 10 different pulses, we call them, or values of your life. It could be something subjective like mood or health or um, mm -hmm. stress, and you can just use the 1 to 10 scale that we normally do, like what's your health like today is on a scale 1 to 10, 10 being the best and 1 mm -hmm. being horrible. And then you can rate yourself every day, and over time a graph is created, and you can see different trends. So you might notice that your health is doing well, and all of a sudden you start to decline, and you might wonder, well, what is it about my life that has created some health issues? The nice thing about Life Journal is that it's all really well cross-referenced. And mm -hmm. you might go back, so you can double-click on a point on the graph mm -hmm. and open up the journal entries associated with that day or the day uh -huh. before. And that allows you to start seeing trends in your life. It allows mm -hmm. you to compare two different sets of values so you might notice energy versus the number of hours you've slept and we all know that uh, rationally that makes sense but to see it in black and white in front of you is a slightly different uh, yes and then you can also start tracking as almost like a detective why did my stress levels go so high and then you track back and see what you're doing and then you start getting a better sense of well, who am I and what makes me stressed out and are there ways that I can either avoid the stress or, or minimize the feelings of stress I have for those same situations? That's great. I love that. And I could see it using it 
over time that would really build a whole different picture of you know who I am and how my body is functioning, not just my my brain and my emotions. That's great. Right. I mean, mm. all these things figure into our lives. Of course, it's not an exact science, but it gives you it gives you trends, and that's really yeah, sort of the numeric side of things. Right. Ruth, one of the things that when I'm handwriting, I like to make bold, you know, letters and cross things out and sometimes even make pictures. What do you say for people that just like to do all that fancy stuff and have colors and pictures in their journal? Well, the good news is this. There's a lot of flexibility. There are a bunch of different fonts. You can change the color of the text. So it's not only Times Roman black, two-point size or ten-point size. You have the whole range. You can insert pictures. So depending upon your, your mood, you can shift that kind of a look about your uh, journal, even though it is on a computer. But mm-hmm. another part of, I mean, again, I'm a journal writer. I know that I don't always feel like sitting there in front of a keyboard and a monitor tapping away. Sometimes I love to do it. Sometimes I'd rather be cozied up with a notebook. And yeah, or at a park or at the beach or... Right. Well, that's one of the nice things about Life Journal Online is that it does run on a uh, an iPad or tablet as well, and of course laptops and desktops. So you could go outside uh-huh. to the park, and that's one you know, and use your tablet. And that's of course one of the benefits of tablets. Yeah, uh, it's Life Journal Online runs on browsers for the four major browsers. Safari, Internet Explorer, Chrome, and Firefox. Um, nice. It's accessible. It's really accessible, which is one of the things that, as a journal writer, you want to be able to get to it quickly and easily whenever you feel like it. And that's why we're so thrilled about this Life Journal Online is because you can do that. You're not restricted to sitting at your desk. You're listening to Journal Talk, a podcast for sharing tips, inspiration, and expert interviews about therapeutic journaling. We take this moment to say thank you for tuning in. And now, back to your host, Nathan Oren. Thank you for tuning in to Journal Talk. I'm deeply grateful for your listening. I'm Nathan Oren, your host, and I'm talking with Ruth Follett, the founder and director of the International Association of Journal Writers. I'll definitely need to have Ruth come back on the show and tell us more about that because it's a giant resource with some outstanding credentialed people. But, you know, one thing at a time. In this next segment of Dialogue with Ruth, we get to know what inspired her to undertake such a project as Life Journal Online and when in her life this seedling of an idea was first planted. So listen in. So getting to know you a little bit, yeah. how, what prompted this? What gave you the inspiration to start this? Life Journal has been around for 13, 14 years as Life Journal for Windows. And I was a journaler from way back when. I started when I was, I think it was my first year in college. I went to a college of the 60s, 70s called New College in Sarasota, Florida. And I got mm. on campus at 17 years old, and I noticed that a lot of people walking around with this kind of a black sketch pad kind of thing under their arm and I had no clue what it was and so I started asking people so what is that what do you what do you have and they said oh it's my journal I just had this major affinity it's like what a great idea 
a journal. I'm going to try that. So I went down. I didn't get one of those fancy sketch pads. I biked down to a little drugstore, and I picked up a 6 by 9 spiral notepad and started using it. And uh-huh. I have to say I was pretty intrigued. I used it for everything. I used it for my class notes. I used it for my internal dialogues and thoughts. And at one point early on, I wrote a journal entry that I still have that says, I love journaling, but I'm going to have to figure out some way to make this a little more organized. (laughs) That was a C for Life Journal in 1970-71. I mean, it took me a long time to to sort of bring it back, and I didn't, you know, wasn't conscious, but that's the beauty of journaling. I mean, there's such a a gold mine of information about oneself and one's world. So yeah, yeah. I actually have a background in science and math. I have a bachelor's in environmental studies and biology and a master's also in marine affairs, which is kind of the interdisciplinary look at the oceans. And mm-hmm. I'm a sort of a, a sciencey kind of person um, and came from a family that wasn't particularly encouraging of emotional expression. And I think that's what attracted me to keeping a journal. It was a really quiet, safe place where I mm-hmm. could say and do and think whatever I wanted to. And I worked in that field for um, a good number of years. And when my kids were young, I thought, I'm ready to switch, and I'm not sure what I want to switch to. This is in the middle 90s. And, of course, what was I doing? I was journaling about it a lot. (laughs) I mean, Mm. a lot. At the same time, we had just gotten one of those adorable Macs. And Mm. I thought, software, what a cool idea. I want to learn how to... I wanted to learn how to design software. And so I was journaling furiously. It was like, oh, I should make software for journal writing. There so you I go. <laughs> <laughs> the light bulb went off. So I um, went online to see what was available. And quite honestly, there was stuff out there, but it was, this was in the late 90s, and it was boring. It was boring and, and clunky. Yeah. Clunky and it was really just a glorified word processor with the yeah. password protection piece on it. And I thought I can do better than this. And I did. <laughs> I really I spent a year my office wall was covered with sticky notes uh-huh. and I was obsessed with the structure of journaling. I did a lot of reading of uh, some of the important books of journaling. I read, you know, Ira Progoff, who's the grandfather of this kind of journaling, the journal, mm-hmm. at a journal workshop. I uh, read Christina Baldwin and Kay Adams and shelves full of books related to journaling. Mm-hmm. I sort of boiled it down to, well, what are the important parts of journaling? Mm-hmm. And I tried to create a structure for it, and I think pretty successfully did that. Um, we've added things over time. You know, we listen to our customers, what they need, what they want. Technology has changed, but the basic structure is still very much there. Super. Thank you. That's a great story. I love that. How would you like to get Journal Talk show summaries delivered directly to you by email? You'll be the first to learn when a new episode is available. Just go to our website, www.writeforlife. That's W-R-I-T-E, the number 4, L-I-F-E, dot U-S. 
and enter your email address in the box on the right side panel of the page. We promise not to spam you and we'll keep your email address private. Now, let's get back to more Journal Talk. Welcome back to Journal Talk. I'm Nathan Oren, your host, and wow, I am sharing my conversation with this amazing woman, Ruth Follett, who designed Life Journal Online. And this next segment is my favorite because we talk about some of the fundamental principles of journal writing and one of the best, perhaps maybe the oldest known quotation regarding the importance of self-reflection. I'll keep you in suspense on that one. Can you guess who it is? Ruth also identifies the biggest reason why people resist writing a journal, and she offers a powerful writing exercise to help people get past that resistance. So please enjoy. There's still a way that people don't want to write. I mean, we're all... Yeah, what's that about? Well, I've been thinking about that, and I've been talking to people, and it's the basic... Here's what I think it is, and I, I'm not alone in this. I think it's about fear. It's about yeah. fear of the unknown. It's about fear of who you are and what you may find out because, let's face it, journal writing is a surprise. Yes. Uh, you never know what's going to come out of those adorable little hands of yours. <laughs> I'm sure that's a big piece for some people. Yeah, and I, and I think, as you said, it, you, know, you, you, get, you break through it, and then you might hit it again. Actually, one of the a wonderful journaling exercises sort of to help you break through that is write down, spend 10 or 15 or 20 minutes writing about a secret that you've never told anyone. Mm. And you know, you're always free to burn or delete an entry, um, so you can always feel comfort in that. You get that feeling of what it feels like to break through and, and write through fear. And, you know, it might be scary at the time. And, in fact, there's one of the people in the IAJW Council talks about, you know, when you're writing with your hands trembling, you know you're writing in the right place. You know you're doing, <laughs> you know you're doing the right work is necessary. Yeah. And the other side of that, by the way, is if it ever feels like it's too scary and too bad and you don't want to write anymore, then stop. Yes. Walk away. You know, you have total control. Yes, yes. Ruth, another thing, and this is personal, but I also Mm -hmm. hear this from other people, is that people just have this, the way technology is, what safeguards do you have that my stuff really is only visible by me? I mean, there's... There's people who are afraid to write in an online thing because you might be able to look at it, you know, the administrators of the program right. or, you know, or any, any, anybody being able to hack into it. Tell us a little bit about what you've taken care of for that. It's the highest level of encryption. Uh, no administrator can get into your entries. It is cutting edge, highest level of of security online uh we have it backed up also so that with those same levels of security so that people will not lose their journal entries now having said that i am also not naive to think that no one could possibly ever get into your journal entry i certainly we've done every precaution we could take to do that but let me also talk about what the alternatives are. Well, for mm-hmm. one thing, you can do Life Journal for Windows, which is on your local drive. But if you're connected to the Internet, who's to say? But think yeah. about this. If you've written in, on a piece of paper, 
what's the security there? <laughs> you know, uh, if you bring point. it to if you bring it to the park and you leave it on the park bench, who could read it then? Um, right. Go to a, a, a restaurant or call, and those are people who know you, perhaps. Whereas there's anonymity online, and I believe that actually Life Journal Online is more secure than any other format in journal writing. And what's really important is that you journal honestly. I mean, that is a key foundational piece of journal writing. If you can't be sure. honest, you can't really reap the benefits. And so yeah. we've done. I mean everything that we know how. So about how many people are using this in all of its various forms? Well, it's, it's hard to know exactly. I would guess more than 30,000 people have purchased LifeJournal over the years. Um, wow. It's, keeping a database is not easy, um, especially over this period of time. Email addresses come and go. We've had different places we were sold it back in the day when people used CDs. So it's hard to be certain, but certainly more than 30,000 people. Wow, so feel, wow. Yeah. So I feel very proud that I've helped 30,000 people keep a journal. Yeah, <laughs> that's know? great, Ruth. <laughs> Kudos, that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I feel I I feel very uh, passionate about the values and benefits of journal writing. It helps you think. Socrates uh, phrase the unexamined life is not worth living. I, I believe mm-hmm. that firmly. I really think it adds depth and richness to one's life to go have the time to reflect and find out really who you are and and not only that, what you're thinking and feeling. You know, we live in a very fast paced world and it's difficult to take the time unless you sort of have a little bit of a ritual going on, a little bit of a structure that gives you a place to sit down and turn off the noise of the world and really spend 10 minutes with yourself. <laughs> it's a yeah, yeah. commentary, I think, on, on us. But <laughs> Thank you so much, Ruth. This has been excellent. Thank you, Nathan, so much. I really appreciate um, the interview and talking with you this morning. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll talk, we'll talk again. All right. Sounds great. All right. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Well, that's all we have time for this week, but I do have a great lineup of guests coming in the next several months, including Twitter celebrity Don Herring, Barbara Stahura, Dolly Garland from Kaizen Journaling, and I had an amazing conversation with the co-author of the soon-to-be-published, updated, and revised edition of Dr. Jamie Pennebaker's landmark book, Writing to Heal. Yes, Mr. John Evans will be on the show, so stay tuned and keep on writing. Bum, 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 bum.